welcome to Hey Yes, but You know how we can tell that we've been getting better at this? Is because you don't nearly you don't peak the audio nearly yeah, as much. Oh, I watched. I was having fun. Yeah. And they could go up and <laughs> yeah, you. You don't break yeah. the aspect ratio. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, 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 one and all, to our favorite Crosby. Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Yeah. The only up, the only podcast where the- one of us will have a stroke on air. Yep. <laughs> you guys smell toast. <laughs> Oh, I'm always smelling toast, because we don't clean our fucking toaster. <laughs> yeah. Is it powdered toast, man? This week... We all have beverages. We all have drinks. Also, we're watching one of my favorite episodes of the season, again. Oh, Two weeks oh, in a oh, row. yeah. It's, uh, what's it called? Just, Justin Bellow? Justin Bellow. Justin Juice, Bellow. Juice Bellow. Juicy Bellows. Justin Bellow. <coughs> what is Justin as, under? As above <laughs> Justin Bellow. Yep. <laughs> this um, it kind of reminds me of my time traveling alter ego, just in time. You know, there's a there's a comic, <laughs> and his parents named him Just On, just instead on. of instead of Justin, Just On, Just On, like Gaston, because he was just. born yes. Because he, he was born just on time. Oh, my Have you ever gotten a gift you didn't want? Yes. And didn't need? Yes. Absolutely. Was that gift the live-action version of Disney's Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, my grandmother used to buy me clothes that were a size too small. <laughs> wow. At least your grandmother never bought you a bunny suit. Yeah. Could have been worse, then. Or gave you a custom-made bunny suit. It was a, it was a mis-sized bunny suit. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were often plaid shirts. Uh, my oh, grandmother yeah. usually pretty good at gift giving because uh, she gives me cash. Nice. It's the gift everyone wants. Yeah, cash is good. It's, cash it's the is most a great gift. the most impersonal gift, but it's what everyone wants. Yeah, I want to go to all of my family. They're always like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Love, support, money, those things." Yeah. yeah. And then I'll use that money to buy what I really want, and you don't have to guess. <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. Yeah, I can't go up to Papa and be like, "What's up? Can you get me some of that cocaine, yeah. Grandpa?" Unless you can go back in time, get you some mes- mescaline or quaaludes. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, Papa, when you were a kid, did you ever, you know, just feel real tired all the time and needed something to help out? Yeah, something. Something to Some... help you out? <laughs> Back when cocaine was cocaine and men were still people. Yeah. Um, hey, Papa, can you go back in time to when Nixon hadn't demonized all black people and hippie and maybe this help is a, a girl out? This is a great idea for a terrible story. It's a time travel story, but only an old man with dementia can travel between times. <laughs> Why did I come oh, back God. here? Oh, man. <laughs> that sounds like a tragedy. That yeah. does sound like a tragedy. Sounds uh, pretty sad. Yeah, that's my point. Today we're talking about dumb things we did as a kid. As a kid. Oh, or dumb yeah. things we believed as a kid. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we talked about dumb things we did as a kid because I definitely remember telling a story about the computer. 
and yeah. how I shoved something in the back of it and broke it. I mean, yeah. the only dumb thing I believed in as a kid was God, so <laughs> I'm yeah. going to have to share a dumb thing I did. Way to steal my thing. Okay. <laughs> I was saying dumb things all the time as a kid. Yeah. Like, I've been quoted as saying, if it's raining here, it's raining in Disneyland. <clears throat> Because I didn't know how weather worked. Yeah, I asked you about that, and you were like, I was like, did an adult tell you that to punish you? And you were like, no. (laughs) No one told me that. That is a thing I inferred on my own. Yeah, it's just something I made up. Hey, is anyone surprised that Travis isn't a scientist? (laughs) Doesn't have his PhD? Steven is. Steven is shocked. That's because Steven's a dumb fucking bitch. Uh, Wow. But yeah, yeah, um, I'll say it. I don't know. I just I did a lot of dumb things as a kid. Um, like one thing I would do because I was so into Star Wars. Again, I've already talked about breaking the computer. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would do is because I was super young when I saw Star Wars for the first time, and my sister was still a baby. She's three years younger than I am. Yeah. And uh, she would. You know the 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 how there's like the baby bottles, where it's basically like a plastic cylinder, and then you stick the bag in it, and then just put like the bottle nipple on top of the bag, and yeah, then they're yeah, able yeah. to. So I would. There's the scene where Luke is getting his arm repaired after it gets like shot or something. Yeah, and you see they they mm-hmm. like. They basically put this weird prosthetic thing on top of Mark Hamill's arm. Yeah. But it made it, they made it look like that it was like the thing that they attached to it to get it repaired. Yeah. So I would take the baby bottles and slip it on my arm and be like, I'm getting my, working on my robot Uh, arm. And now whenever you smell like milk, you get an erection. (laughs) Yeah, that explains so much. No, 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 no. I mean, like the tubes would be empty. Like, because they would. They would take them and, like, wash them. So yeah, I'd take yeah. the empty, clean tube. Sure, sure. I wasn't just covered in milk all the time. Yeah, I, I know, but I'm saying that smell stays. Yeah. Once I was part of a pie, like, not pie eating, but, like, throw pies in face. Right, like, oh, yeah. Like, fuck. for charity. Oh, please. And it was for fucking freezing yeah. when this happened. So I was wearing a coat, and I had to throw away that coat. Because it didn't matter how much I washed it. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah. It fucking reeked after that. That dairy smell sticks around. Yeah, yeah it does. I, I was... I was Explains the bottles of milk we have. It's out. It's out. I was one of the people who got hit in the face with a pie. Yeah, I was that person, too. Yeah. Uh, I had to wear one of my favorite shirts. It's that Nirvana shirt I still have. Cause wow. I finally well, that got... explains a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, and so I wore that shirt to this pie smashing thing. I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. Take a shower. Then we'll get ready for the game. Uh, it turns out due to scheduling conflicts, the pie smashing got pushed oh, later. No. And then every kid in the grade below me bought a ticket to throw pies in my face. Wow. Ah. And then I had to go play a football game. No. In early October. No. Covered in pie. Covered in pie. That's awful. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Never really recovered. Still, yeah. still have dreams. I had still a friend nightmares. who spilled chocolate milk in his car one time, and oh. that smell did not go away. Yeah. You got to no. burn the car after yeah. that. Yeah. And it's not like uh, the pleasant smell of chocolate in childhood. It's like, oh, God, it's 100 degrees outside, yep. and now my car smells like a new mom's boobs. <laughs> you don't like that smell? 
Wow. <laughs> Can't say I'm familiar with it, to be honest. I imagine uh, it's not great, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, Milk dumb- titties. <laughs> Milk titties. Yeah. So, I've told y'all about dumb shit I've done. What's, what's, uh, d- dumb dumb, dumb shit that I've thought of or dumb shits I've done. Yeah. What what's some other things that y'all have thought of or do? I don't, uh, dumb or things said. uh dumb things I believed as a kid, uh true love in the American dream. Oh, oh, there you go. Then you read the Great Gatsby and you were like, Man, if somebody loved me, they wouldn't have made me read this book about the, the destruction <laughs> of the American dream. I read that first page. I'm like, Yeah, I'm not reading this. <laughs> um All right. A dumb thing that I did when I was a kid is I took my mom's so many, so many things. Mm-hmm. I've got two stories. The first one is when I was five or younger, I took my mom's earrings and stuffed them so far up my nose that my parents had to take me to the emergency oh, room. Nice. That's um, a solid one. Yeah. And here's the thing it wasn't like I stuffed them up my nose once and then learned my lesson. You did it twice. I. I did it multiple times. Oh, my God. And, like, the thing that I like to do, apparently, was stick earrings up my nose and then dig them out again. Like, I was <laughs> like I was literally like, yeah. digging for gold. Oh, my God. Jesus. But then, one day, I stuck them up too far, and then it was emergency room time. Just wow. in a panic. Uh, you shoved too close to the sun that day. Yep. And then the second thing I did was, when I was a kid, I didn't have a healthy way to express my anger. Mm-hmm. So, when I was angry at my siblings... I would hug them, but like I was trying to squeeze them to death. Ah. <laughs> and the way that I would facilitate this murder that I was trying to make happen was I would roll my lips in, like hide my lips like this, and then I'd squeeze my eyes. But the thing is, is that I was always what? hugging my siblings when I did this. So, so my dad, saw, my or... dad to this day thinks that's something I do when I'm really happy and I love someone. Uh, wow. And it's actually a thing I do when I am filled with intense rage and want to murder. Does your dad listen to the show? Uh, I, know I don't li- think so. I know he likes the Facebook page. He does like our Facebook page. <laughs> Which, if you want to like our Facebook page, too, you can find us at Havcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can. Um... That you know that that story you like taking the earrings and shoving them up your yeah. nose reminds me of. It's not something I remember because I was too young to remember it, but this story has been told to me multiple times yeah. of something I did when I was like two years old. Yeah. Um, when I was like two, my parents moved here to Huntsville, and there was like a short little time where my my mom's youngest sister, my so my like aunt. Um, but she was like 10 years younger than my mom, but she came to live with my parents and me for a little while. And, uh, one time I took her contacts case. Oh no. I was in the bathroom and I hid it somewhere. And this was also at the same time that they were teaching me body parts. Please tell me you didn't hide the contacts case in your butthole. Please tell me you didn't hide the <laughs> no, contacts no, no, case no, no. in your butthole. No. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, thank God. It was on his ball sack. But, uh, no. Oh, God, even worse. But so, uh, they were teaching me body parts at the time. Yeah. So they were like, Travis, where are your eyes, your nose, your ears, your hands, you know, stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. So, and, but then I would also, like, if I, I would watch my aunt put in her contacts and I would call those her eyes. She was putting in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. So they, 
I obviously did something with them, so they're like, Travis, where are Dee Dee's eyes? And I just point at her eyes. <laughs> like, those are your eyes. <laughs> Even as a child, yes. you are unhelpful. Yes. That's so adorable, though. Yeah, Jesus. So, like, the two like, opposite also, reactions. Again also. and again and again. Like, Travis, where are Dee Dee's eyes? And I just point at their face. <laughs> Like those are your eyes. Also, that's something that my brother did too. <laughs> like I wore contacts as a kid, and he mm-hmm. basically was like, "They're your fucking, they're your, you're putting in your eyeballs." Yeah, putting in your eyes. But uh, and then like, it took him like a week and a half, and they found him like rolled up in a towel in the <clears throat> closet. <laughs> oh, like I I just taken him and like shoved him in a stack of towels. Yeah, I don't know why. You were a kid. You yeah. were a little I was monster a tiny baby. even then. <laughs> but yeah. Here's something that I did as a teenager that my family is still like, are you fucking monster? Um, so I was in French class when I was in high school, and as extra credit, we would we could make a French dish mm. and bring it in. Oh, no. And my thing was that I made grapes every fucking time. That was my thing. Nice. Grapes. And to this day, I make some bomb-ass crepes. So, like, hook me up, bitch. You know what I mean? You want some delicious pancakes? Hell yeah. It sounds like crepe culture. <laughs> it's actually a crepe in French. Crepe culture? Yeah, well, they're not saying meatball sandwich in French. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, bitch. Thanks, Kyle Kinane. <laughs> uh, so, I was like, I've done Nutella and bananas. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Ooh. So I decided to do like an apple caramel filling, Uh-oh. but I'd never made caramel before. Oh no. And I destroyed not one, but two pans. I made a mess out of the fucking kitchen and I destroyed a wooden spoon with this fucking caramel that oh. I made. Cause it basically became like hard candy within 10 seconds. Yikes. And to this day, my parents are still kind of suspicious when I get to the kitchen. <laughs> like a little nervous. <laughs> And I know how to make caramel now. Like, yeah. I've solved the mystery. <laughs> did you do it? You did it too hot too quickly, right? Is that what it was? I did it too hot too quickly, and I didn't add in, like, butter or cream or anything that mm. would have kept it soft. You just did sugar and water. Sugar and water. Mm, yeah. Like a fucking asshole. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a great fucking cook, so, like, We've had you cooking off. before. Mm-hmm. Speaking of French things... So I make French toast a lot at work uh, during breakfast hours, mm. and I don't know what it is, but every time I eat French toast, and this is not just French toast I've had at work, this is like all throughout my life of me trying to eat French toast, it just tastes like metal. Like what? you know, like you know, if you've got like a, something bleeding in your mouth, like, like yeah, you have like that coppery. like coppery taste, that's what French toast tastes like to me. What? What do you put on the French toast while you're cooking it, Travis? What are you cooking the French toast on? Uh, eggs. I mean, I'm cooking it on a flat top griddle. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's just I'm taking bread and dipping it in a mixture of eggs with some cinnamon and vanilla. And milk? Well, it's liquid eggs, so it's already got a little bit of milk in there. But then I had a guy, He, I made him French toast for breakfast, and then he came back at lunch and told me that that was some of the best French toast he'd ever had. And I was like, what? 
maybe like maybe you just can't taste like okay first you know what off, I'm wondering what you know how like a certain percentage of people think cilantro tastes like dish soap <laughs> Do I think French toast tastes like metal? I mean, it makes no sense because I mean, you have all those things separately, and it's fun. Oh yeah, because yeah. French toast. But like I can eat eggs, and it tastes like eggs. Maybe yeah. it's a mental thing. Maybe it's a mental thing like that. I mean, have you had custard before? Like, does custard taste like metal to you? Because that's essentially what you're doing to French toast. Yeah. You basically put it, you dip it in custard, and then you fry that bitch up with some butter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, now I have a new goal. <laughs> and that's to make French toast and see what fucking happens. <laughs> are you using, like, fresh bread or are you using bread that's slightly stale? Um, and by slightly stale, I mean very stale. I mean, it's pretty fresh. See, that could be it. The fresh bread? Yeah. Because, yeah. actually, so... <laughs> let me be the most obnoxious person in the world for a minute. <laughs> in France, they don't call French bread French bread. They call it... Bread. No. <laughs> they call it pan pardu, which means lost bread. And the reason why it's lost is because it's stale. So you're supposed to use stale bread when making French toast. Interesting. Because then it sucks up more custard. Oh, okay. So you don't want to use, like, toast. Right. But, you know, but you, you, you leave it bread. out. Yeah, Interesting. Like, so, like, if I were to make French bread or French toast at home, I would leave out the to- toast I was going to use overnight so that when I made it in the morning it would suck up as much custard as possible. See, I, I don't have that kind of time. Of course, but yeah. Steve. Steve. Uh, he's alright. Okay. Alright, we're gonna make French toast. Like, next, not right now. Yeah. Next recording session. But like, maybe next weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make me some French toast. This episode is gonna be called Travis's Weird Tastes. Yeah. And next week is French toast. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's the week after that. Now you have something to look forward to. Next episode. On we'll, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> we'll find out what I thought of this French toast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, now that I've gone on that tangent. <laughs> uh, are we ready to uh, talk about the episode? I think so. Yeah. Travis. Yeah. This next episode is called Just Justin in Bailey. Bello. Just in bellow. Juice bellow. Juice bellow. The juice of the bellow. So, Sam and Dean are going to roll up to a town. And um, Sam is going to be like, so there's this guy and he died mysteriously. And we need to check it out. And Dean's like, oh yeah, totally, Sam. Sam Dean. Uh, and uh, and Dean's like so what's what's the guy's name and Sam's like his name was Justin and uh, Dean is like Justin like Justin Bellow <laughs> what the fuck uh, no um... <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> that they were playing the classic NES Metroid and put in a specific code. And Miss Samus Aran was just playing around in a bikini. What? Justin Bailey? Justin. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh. I blacked out in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you said. But I know it's wrong. Yep. Here's the real 
thing that happens. Okay. Sam and Dean are arrested by Agent Hendrickson. Oh, no. Hendrickson. Again. And thrown into a jail cell in Colorado, just as an army of demons makes their first move under a new leader who wants Sam dead. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Strap the fuck in, Sam. I am Do ready. Do I smell a seasoned boss? I am ready for more Agent Hendrickson. More Agent Hendrickson. More Agent Hendrickson. Da 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 ba da yaddy yeah. Let's okay. watch it. Let's fucking do it. All right, All right. blow me away. Uh, Y'all, we're back. We're back. And I am so excited yeah, to talk was, about this episode. This was an awesome awesome episode. Yeah, it yeah. was. Was yeah, this what was, you were bitch. expecting? Yeah, what, what first reaction? Uh, I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. Based on, I mean, I was expecting a little bit to be more, more like the... Um, the last couple times that they escaped from Agent Hendrickson. Yeah. Like some shenanigans do go down and they, they're able to get away. Were you expecting like a like a one eighty from Hendrickson? I was. Yeah. I was because I really wanted a five season series of just Agent uh. Hendrickson and an FBI gang tracking down demons for the government. Um, I think that would be awesome. Sorry, friend. Yeah. Also that series exists and it is called the X Files. Oh, you're right. Or uh, Torchwood. Um, yeah. But that being said, like, there's not a whole lot of, um, like, fantasy that centers around, like, black people. Yeah. Or people of color in general. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be kind of interesting to have, like, that perspective. Yeah. Um, because Adrian Henriksen is the second major black character Supernatural has. Absolutely. And, uh, and now they're both dead. And he fucking dies. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> In Thanks, this episode, actually. Good job, guys. Yeah. But so I, I was expecting something pretty big because I think we've talked about this before. Justin Bella, well, like, uh, we talked about how Mystery Spot was supposed to be, like, the last episode because of the writer's strike. They were yeah. essentially, like, they had a bunch of, like, possible season finales. And this was one of them. And this was one of them, yeah. yeah. Um,. If if because of the writer's strike they hadn't they weren't thinking they were going to get all the episodes they wanted I mean they didn't get all the episodes they wanted mm -hmm. but they thought they were going to even get less than sixteen so yeah so this was supposed to be a potential season finale uh, and uh, honestly if this had been the season finale I would have been a happy cat yeah. really a fat and happy cat I I can see it it's a big cliffhanger yeah. But I can definitely see it as a finale. I am glad that we got the finale that we did get. But I mean, think about it. Lowest point. Everybody's fucking dead. Yeah. We've introduced a new big bad. That could be our season four. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we kind of like have the question, which is, is the death, are the deaths of um, the, the Agent Henriksen and Nancy and... You know, Groves the and one police officer, dude. Mm -hmm. Are that is that Sam and Dean's fault? Which we're gonna answer today. <sighs> yeah. Oh man, that's a heavy one. That's a heavy one. Yeah, this is gonna be a. Just a couple of seconds ago, I ran out here in, <laughs> like a girl in a candy store, <laughs> like a like a young gooseling girl 
in a in a bright Sunday best dress, slinging some goose. So excited because we're going to talk about philosophy. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. Um. So I'm pumped. But before we get to that, let's break down this fucking episode. All right. Wasn't Nancy amazing? Nancy was great. Amy Garcia. Uh, who is the best character on Lucifer? Hmm? She's kind of been typecast as like the, the Catholic, Catholic girl, good Catholic girl. Yeah, like Ella Lopez isn't like as innocent as Nancy Fitzgerald is mm-hmm. in this episode, but she is, um, you know, like a good Catholic. Yeah, definitely like the mor- the morality pet in this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben, what are your thoughts? You've seen this before. Did uh, it blow your pants off when you first saw it? The first time, yes. But this is like... This episode is very much like a good action movie. Yeah. And that it's one that you can watch over and over again and love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's it, what the, it was very, like, horror action-y. Oh, yeah. Like, this is like 30 days of Sam and Dean instead of mm-hmm. 30 days of night. Yeah. Or, like, 30 minutes of night. <laughs> but uh, reminded me of... <coughs> sorry. Kind of reminded me of Dawn of the Living Dead. Or not a living dead? Yeah. Um, you know, we got everybody, like, trapped. We've got this argument of, like, do we fight or do we go? Mm-hmm. Or do we, like, sacrifice one to save everybody else? Right. Yeah. This is very similar to a lot of zombie movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You even said the Resident Evil movie where they're in the prison. Yeah. I, well, I haven't seen it, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, and just like all of those movies, like, if you don't care about the people in that situation, it's going to go fucking nowhere yeah and you Henriksen and Nancy do a really like the other guy there's another deputy with them and he is yeah basically toast Mm -hmm. he is filler yeah but Nancy and uh Henriksen really good job of making me give a shit oh absolutely and wanting them to survive especially because like so there's the whole thing with Henriksen where Henriksen takes in Sam and Dean. Right. Because they've been set up by Bella. Oh, God. And, uh, fucking bitch. <laughs> they get taken in, and the first, the whole first half of the episode is Hendrickson going, these guys are monsters. I'm so glad I'm taking them yeah, in. Yeah, these guys just I'm are... Doing, these doing something good for the world. Yeah, I'm, these guys just aren't criminals. They're Satan-worshipping Satan nut jobs. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. uh, and then Hendrickson gets possessed and gets saved by Sam and Dean, and does a complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where he's like... And, and he has like a little heart-to-heart with Dean while they're like prepping for this demon battle. Yeah. And he's like, all this time, I've been wasting my time on a job that has so little payoff. Yeah. And I could have been doing this. Mm-hmm. And Dean is just like, hey, man, you didn't know. Yeah. He's like, but now I do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would have also really liked that series that it's just Vin- Victor Hendrickson... Going around, absolutely kicking ass and taking demon names because Hendrickson definitely has that thing where he absolutely wants to like help people and save people. Yeah. Um, Dean says, like, when they're having that heart to heart, Dean at first is like, "What is your job? Taking in the good guys, right?" Which is like a little bit of Dean's like, "Ha ha, fuck the police!" Mm-hmm. Like, fuck the police. Coming straight from the underground. Yep. Yeah. And then it's also like Dean has a very um, uh, binary view of the world. Right. We are good and they are bad. Mm-hmm. We have the moral right. We are the moral upstanding side and, and they are not. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, uh, Henriksen really, uh, this is his episode. This is his time to fucking shine. Absolutely. He and he shines a, bright. He was a straight mm. up badass. Because it, it, it takes a certain kind of man to be able to be like, yeah, I'm on board to look all these demons in the eye and fuck them up. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck them up. After being possessed himself. Yeah. It reminds me of that meme about, uh, about Doom. How it's like, most horror games, you're trapped in a room with demons. Doom. Demons are trapped in a room with you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I wanted so... I would love it so badly if Henriksen had a moment where he was... Where the demons were like, we have you surrounded. Yeah. And Henriksen was like, I think it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, correction. It is you who are surrounded. I don't know. Something badass and awesome. That would have been amazing. Uh, he will be missed. Yeah. And I'm proud to be an American. American! Putting that, that out in the world for you, old Henrik. And so now we've also been introduced to the new big bad, uh, the new boss. She's finally got a name, yeah, a is, figure. Lilith is She's now leading the demon army. A famous uh, philosophical religious figure yeah. and hosts a really good uh, music festival every year. Yeah. So guess they caught her on an off night for that. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Uh, also, she's possessing a child. Yeah. Which, like, how do you feel about that decision? I mean, I get it. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like this was right... This was made right before the creepy little girl aesthetic was too much. Yeah. Like, we did... Like, we were already there with zombies. Like, zombies. I was tired of zombies. Yeah. And now I'm, like, tired of, like, the creepy little girl. Honestly, that's the one thing about Resident Evil 7. Spoilers for Resident Evil 7 if you haven't played or seen it yet. Fucking bad, bad person is a tiny little girl. And I'm like, really? Y'all fucking had all this great shit and you went with a little girl? It works, though. Yeah. I, I really like the twist at the end with it, though. It, yeah, I actually really like it, too. They, they gave it a lot more context. Well, like, there's a lot of shitty tropes, but if the trope is done well... Yeah. Yeah. It turns to tripe. I, I agree. <laughs> I also am really tired of the, like, spooky little girl thing, because mm-hmm. we get it. It's something that's supposed to be innocent. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's and creepy. She, yeah, and she's singing lullabies. The omen has been out weird. for fucking years, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Years. Like, time to move on. Yeah. The Exorcist is a very old movie that also has done that. Yeah. 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 Orphan has been out for a decade now. Uh-huh. Like, we gotta pack it up and go. Um, but thankfully, that's not gonna last. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Does, well, don't tell me. Okay, I won't. Don't even ask the question. <laughs> don't, do, yeah, yeah don't I'm not, I'm not ask even gonna me ask no questions question. and I'll tell you no lies. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, and we're going to get more Lilith in this season before it ends. Cool. Obviously. But, uh, God, you got to be a fucking monster to possess a child. Like Yo, a literal absolutely. monster. Well, what do we... Which, I mean, she literally is. Yeah. But... I like how, you know, most demons have the black eyes. I like how Lilith had the white eyes. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. Well, Azazel had the yellow eyes. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I think what you're... Like, the different color... Indicates more strength. Demons are color coded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Evil is color coded. Black, white, yellow. Others, red. We've seen red eyes on a demon. Yep. Crossroad demons have red eyes. Oh, that reminds me. Azazel reminded me. Uh, so in this episode, like Dean and Sam know the demons are coming, but they're still like regarded suspiciously, and they're held in the jail cell. Right. And Dean goes, "We never had demons gunning for us specifically." 
And I was like, really, Dean? Were you not there last season when they were gunning for you specifically? Mm. Also, your family yeah. was attacked. Specifically. Pretty on purpose. I guess Dean doesn't know that. Not yet. Not well, yet. Yeah. Now-ish? I mean, Sam knows it, so we know it. Yeah. But Dean doesn't know it. Yeah. But, like, put the... He has he has all the puzzle pieces. He just needs to put them together. Yeah. yeah. So he can see that beautiful lake made of blood and children's parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is the Garden of Earthly Delights. Ooh. And we get more uh, Ruby this episode. Yes, we do. Again, Stone Cold Badass. Absolutely. Katie Cassidy. So Ruby's introduction in this episode is... Are you going to let me in? I fought my way through a horde of demons. Yep. And now I have some guts in my mouth. So does anybody have some Listerine spray? <laughs> yeah. I'll just clean that up real quick. Yeah. I remember when that was big. <laughs> right? Yeah. Around this time, right? Yeah. Or one of those like one of those little uh, like, like sheets of Listerine oh, stuff. Oh, oh those yeah. Were the worst. Oh, they were yeah. so bad. I used to have like 10 packets of them all the time. Oh god. <laughs> For all the smooching I was doing. Yeah. Al toys work better. Well, I like the sour Altoids. That's true. But I think those uh, are gone by Yeah, they don't make those anymore. Yeah, they don't make those anymore. The sour tangerine? Yeah. Oh, oh so good. Damn, those were yeah, good. Yeah, someone Delicious. ate too many of them and like burned a hole in their tongue. So Whatever. Making what them. a punk-ass bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. But we still have Tide Pods. Yeah, you're right. Despite the millions of people who have died. I don't actually Those were supposed sure. to go out of... Uh, they're supposed to stop making those. No. Oh, yeah? They're going to go out of circulation? Yeah. Nice. God damn it. They're supposed Teenagers to. ruin everything. Thank God we still have cinnamon. I'm surprised that, like, condoms haven't gotten banned yet. Well, they're trying. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, they try. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, but yeah, so Ruby's fucking awesome. She also represents the more, or not represents, but... Uh, presents the moral dilemma of the episode. Absolutely. So they've lost the cult. The cult's been gone for two episodes. Yep. Ruby's just found out. And she was like, you fucking morons. Yeah. And then she says, okay, I have a way for us to win. It will destroy every demon within a mile radius, including myself, but I'm willing to throw myself down on the tracks. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yep. Tracks. Yeah. Yeah, the track jump marks. jump off that bridge. <laughs> See what I did there? Yep. Bridge. Uh, Can I throw a jar to... at her? <laughs> no, but we have to kill. You do this literally all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't get to make puns now. Is that you? Your dumb glasses and your stupid shirt. Yes. All yeah. right. Well, just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't go. You see what I did there? I don't do that all the time. Okay, I do that all the time. <laughs> Anyways, All right, that's enough of a tangent. Anyways, um, uh, we have to kill a virgin. And Dean's response to this is like, <laughs> Nobody's a virgin! <laughs> what are you going to fight a child? Literally no one is a virgin yeah. anymore. And Nancy's like, um, Hey guys, actually I'm a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real good coincidence. I like the idea that our idea of a virgin is a woman who is our age. Yeah. <laughs> but with a super high-pitched voice, as if when her hymen breaks, her voice will be as deep as Sam yeah. and Dean's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, and Nancy is like down to down to be killed oh yeah Yeah. she's like i'm willing to sacrifice myself for this cause yeah she goes from down to die from down to get dick down and of course dean is like absolutely the fuck not and sam's like well let's hear her out (laughs) and um but uh dean wins out in that argument Mm -hmm. and uh 
They don't. They don't kill Nancy. Nope. And afterwards, Nancy's like, or like later when they're like doing their plot to get rid of all the demons, which is genius, by the way. Yeah. I fucking love that. Afterwards, Nancy's like, I'm gonna have so much sex afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> but not with you. Not with you. Yeah. Not, not with, talking other, to the other police officer. Yeah. Deputy Amici, Michi. Yeah. It's like Deputy Avici. Yeah. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He's a DJ too. I think Stanley. His name is Deputy Stanley now. Yep. Stanley Yelnitz. <laughs> Deputy Sandstorm. <laughs> Deputy. <laughs> the Numa Numa song. <laughs> but yeah, so there's the the whole moral dilemma brought up of, you know, do we sacrifice the many or the few? Yeah, do we sacrifice, do we guarantee sacrifice one person to for sure save everybody? Mm-hmm. Or do we keep that person alive in the hope that we can save everybody without having to make a morally icky decision. Yeah. Um, and Dean, they win the... This is one of the reasons why I love this episode so much. I love TV that explores, like, what happens when you win the moral victory but don't win the war. Yeah. What's better? Is it better to... What, what, was Dean right? Or was he wrong? I won't just say Dean. Were they all right to yeah. not kill Nancy? Or were they wrong? We, yeah, I don't know. We don't know that if they had sacrificed Nancy, it would have worked according to plan. Um, that's true. Yeah, like yeah. But, you know, magic is a fucky thing in this universe. So yeah. who but, knows it would if it had actually worked or not? Okay, let's go with. Well, let's talk about what happened, and then we can maybe answer the question. Okay. okay. So, and, and I'll put some um, like hypotheticals on there to maybe make it. So you guys can't sneak out of it, you fucking dickbags. Uh, <laughs> um, so what ha- So they decide not to kill Nancy. Mm-hmm. And Nancy decides that after this, she's just going to steamroll through some dick or some vagina. You never yeah. know. You never, Or both. Yeah. Maybe it's just a bunch of dildos. You don't know. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Either way, she's going to fuck. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, really quick side tangent. When they say virgin... Does it have to be like a, a living, breathing P to a living, breathing V? Or like, does lesbian sex or gay sex count? Right? I don't know. Like, we we get it. Virgin Virginity is a social construct. Yeah, it absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You made that joke for I, I did, yeah. Because yeah. I, I really, Dean was like, nobody's a virgin. And I really wanted the next line to be like, virginity is a social construct. That's, yeah. all, that's all a myth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it was 2008, so that, that didn't happen. It existed yeah. then. Yeah. But now that feminism was, has gone yeah, through and saved the yeah. world. It was, yeah. before femi- it was before feminism was invented and destroyed virginity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no matter just, what. Just destroyed every hymen at the same time. After, Top that cherry. After all that, Nancy becomes the notorious Betty Page. <gasps> Wait, am I huh? supposed to continue this? Oh, yeah. Because uh, we're supposed to be just like go on with a hypothetical of like no matter what. Because answering the questions, getting philosophical. I feel like we were going off a tangent. I was trying to bring us back, but I failed. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Well, we can get back. Cool. So here's what they end up doing. Yeah. Basically, Henriksen, Dean, and Sam are planted at every door. Yeah. They're going to let the demons in. Yep. Mm. Which previously they had like assault and everything. And, yeah. like, and then they're going to trap all the demons in the in the, uh, in the building. In the building. Yeah. And, and then they play the exorcism chant over the loudspeakers. Which is 
amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was I was not expecting that. And honestly, cuz all the demons came in and I was like, what the how the fuck yeah. How, how are them Duke boys going to get out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> they start flying, flapping their arms. Well, how are Sam and Dean Winchester going to get out of this pickle? Yeah, so I was like, how the fuck are they going to do it? And then and then they started playing it, and I was like, whoa. Boom. Yeah. Great job. Honestly. Good job, everybody. They should carry around little recordings of themselves saying exorcisms yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, why don't they just do that? I would have that playing on a loop. Mm-hmm. They start doing that. Do they? Nice. Yeah, they do really? that. They do that in later seasons, like seasons you've seen. Oh, okay. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot they did that in this episode, and when yeah. that happened, I was like, "Oh." Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. yeah. So the the demons got exorcised, and they were able to do the full exorcism before the demon escaped. So yeah. they got like zapped back to hell. Is that yep. what happens? Yeah. So what happens in this universe is when you get exorcised. You immediately go to hell. So you don't just get to, like, hang out on Earth some more. You get sent back to hell. Right. And, as demons have mentioned before, are just kind of stuck there for a little while. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't eventually get back out. But the idea... I think what's implied is that they're all mad at you. Yeah. For, like, getting sent back. They're like, fuck this asshole. So... (laughs) You kind of get ostracized yeah, by your yeah, demon community. Yeah, 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 and you get like forced down to the deepest pits or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, and then what happens is they almost exercise all the demons. So this plan, the the reason why this plan work would have worked is that they get everybody. So nobody is around, no demon is around to go inform other demons about where they are. Right. Except one es- escapes. One escapes. Yeah, because uh, Nancy and Agent Avicii are supposed to be solving, solving the, the door. And they almost get all of them, except not quite. Yeah. Um, and so he's the one who goes and tells Lilith where the Winchester boys were, and then Lilith comes and fucks everything up. Yeah. Okay. So the dilemma is we have a plan. So let's move on with the hypothetical that Ruby is not lying. Okay. And that the, the ritual would have worked. If they had killed Nancy. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed 100 P. Which also would have killed Ruby. Which also would have killed Ruby, but it would have saved, hypothetically, if all the, all the people who had been possessed mm-hmm. hadn't had their bodies harmed, it would have saved all those people. Yes. Agent Henriksen and Agent Avicii. You would have killed Nancy. So what we have here is a guaranteed, a plan that is guaranteed to work as much as anything can be guaranteed in the supernatural universe. Right. Versus a plan where... Hypothetically, everybody can live if it works, which is a lot more dicey. Mm-hmm. So, who's right and who's wrong? I think. I think what you said earlier, like Sam and Dean, still get the moral victory. Yeah, because they are able to save most of the people that were possessed. Yes, um, but they would have saved. Okay. Sorry, continue. I mean, like, how many more people would they have saved? They, like, everyone in town. That was all the people that were possessed. Three. Yeah. Oh, plus Ruby and Nancy. They would have saved three more and killed two. If they had gone with Ruby's plan. Because they would have saved Agent Hendrickson. Uh-huh. Agent, or, uh, Officer Avicii. Uh-huh. And the demon who, the guy who ran away. The demon that ran away to go inform Lilith, right. they would have saved him too. Okay. And they would have killed two people. One of whom is Ruby, which they don't give a shit about. Right. So, who, like, 
we're going to move Ruby out of the equation, really they would have been killing one human. One human. Gotcha. Which is which is the people which are the people they care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have killed a lot of demons too, but like so they with, didn't give a shit. But with the plan they went with, they were able to save almost all the townspeople. We'll say 29. Yeah. And then they thought they had saved Nancy and Hendrickson as well. And and Avicii. Mm -hmm. But then Lela shows up and kills those three. Yep. But they still saved most of the other people. That's true. So which one's better? Well, that's the question. I mean, what do you you guys think is better? I feel like you're still netting the same loss. You're still netting the same losses. Um, Number to number basis... You would have saved three more people, and I guess the question is like, once you're killing people, is that does that matter? Yeah. Like once you've killed one person, does it matter if you kill an extra three? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. My opinion is, uh, they should have killed Nancy. Yeah. And here's why. Nancy was willing to lay down her life to do that. She made an informed decision. Yeah. Like, we see all the time in this show that people will sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Um, and I, like, I think that, like, they would have been able to save Adric Hendrickson and Agent Avicii and killed all those demons. Because they didn't kill any of the demons. The demons went back to hell. They can come up and cause more, more problems. Right. Yeah. That's my opinion. But also I'm a monster. No, I'm with you. It's the trolley problem. Yeah. They should have killed Literally. Nancy. Yeah, they should have killed Nancy. Because she did. She was already... She had her agency and was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm good yeah. with this. Yeah. Other than Lilith, Lilith coming in and doing like a goddamn uh, Wrath of God. Yeah. So, second week of the row, I'm going to bring up The Good Place. <laughs> Such a good show, y'all. Such a fucking good show. I would highly recommend it. But... In The Good Place, um, and I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, with slight spoilers, basically, it's they teach a character philosophy, and they bring up the trolley problem. Mm-hmm. And you guys know what the trolley problem is, but for our listeners, I'm going to give a brief recap. Yeah. So, the first part is, you are the conductor of a trolley that is going down the track, and in one on one track, there are five people. On the other track, there is one. You are for sure going to kill somebody. Do you kill the five, or do you kill the one? And almost 100% of the time, everybody says, you move the trolley to kill one person. Mm -hmm. In the second part of the trolley problem, you are on a bridge, and below you is the trolley, about to kill five people. Next to you is a fat dude. Do you push him off the bridge to save the five? And most people, except for like, like, people would consider like sociopaths or psychopaths, Mm Are, would have more of a problem with that. And in The Good Place, they address this by saying the character who learns philosophy mm-hmm. and basically learns to become a better person says the answer is obvious. You don't kill the fat man, you sacrifice yourself. Yeah. You jump in front of the trolley. Which I think is like possibly the ultimate answer to all utilitarianism. Yeah. <laughs> which is um, the greater good doesn't mean personal good necessarily. Right. Yeah. It's not a. An egocentric philosophy. You're not, you're not doing the most good to better your own circumstances. You're doing the most good for the most people. Right. So if the answer is to sacrifice yourself to save five, that's 
the moral answer. Mm -hmm. And I think Nancy knew that and was willing to willing to throw down. Yeah. I've also heard versions of the trolley problem where the one person is like somewhat a loved one or right. a family member or something. So there's like the extra sentimental value you have to think about. Well, and that gets even more, yeah, that yeah, gets, and even, that more gets complicated. even more complicated. And, and actually it is relevant to this episode because mm-hmm. I think that part of, well, there, I think there are a lot of things that factor into Dean's decision to fight so hard to save Nancy. Um, part of that is, again, his binary viewpoint. We are the good guys. They are the bad guys. Right. Another part of that is, um, you know, the consequences don't matter. Your actions have to be moral. Mm-hmm. Moral actions lead to moral consequences. And there is like an ultimate morality you can subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like a why won't the Batman kill the Joker? Mm-hmm. You know? Because it goes against his code, even though it could save literally millions of lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, um, uh, but I think part of that is, is that he's gotten to know Nancy. Nancy is now in his in-group. And uh, all the people are up there are in his out group. Mm-hmm. But to answer the question, I also don't think that uh, it's Dean's fault that Andrew Henderson and Nancy and Asian Avicii died. I think no. it's Lilith's fault. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Lilith's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Lilith is literally the person who is at fault there. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. I don't know. It's all... Greek to me. It's all Greek. It's all philosophy to me. Yeah. I mean, it is in part Greek philosophy. Yeah. Hey. Kind of. Has its origins in a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, obviously you pushed the guy off the bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, you fucking psychopath. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they all leave. Oh, Hendrickson's 100% Winchester fanboy now. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's... Uh, he's up in heaven rooting for him. Yeah. Well, before that, he's like, I'm going to lie, tell him you died in a helicopter crash. And, yep. Because the helicopter... They send a helicopter to pick him up, and that explodes earlier in the episode. Well, I think I think that is still able to get out there, because he, he pretty much like picks up the phone as soon as... Sam and Dean are about to leave. Right, yeah. And I think uh, Lilith doesn't show up till like, the next day. Yeah. Um, or, no, it's while they're cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, like, at least maybe an hour afterwards is but, what um, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, I think Hendrickson was able to get the call off to, you know, the FBI or whatever. I agree. They, hey, these guys... The helicopter blew up. Yeah. And don't ask why. (laughs) Gas explosion. Yeah. Gas explosion. Which is uh, what the media goes with when they find everybody dead. Right. And because they do mention two fugitives were also in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sam and Dean are dead again. Yep. Three times. Sam and Dean died at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh. Oh, also, we get the first introduction of the tattoos. Yeah. Yes. That was very cool. Yeah. Very, like, off-camera tattoo work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it was cool that you could, when they showed them, you could tell that they were, like, fresh. Yeah. Yes. Like, the way they, they did the makeup on them. Or do they actually have those tattoos? I doubt they actually have those tattoos. I think that'd be cool if they did. That would At be cool if they point, did. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah. I know, actually, and it gets lampshaded in the show... 
a lot of like supernatural fans do get those tattoos. Yeah, in yeah. fact, I know one of them. Yeah, and she's a listener of the show. <laughs> nice. What's up, Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they show the tattoos and they look fresh. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, how long have you had those?" And Sam's like, "Not long enough." Not yeah. long enough. Because Sam's been possessed at this point. Do you think that was a writer strike moment? Do you think there would have been a a, a, a a scene in a previous episode? There would have been a scene of them, like either at least talking about the tattoos. There would have been a snippet something. of them going to a tattoo parlor in the middle of a montage. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Um, it's entirely possible that they were just so rushed this season that they couldn't address it. Mm. But I don't think it's that big. Like, I honestly don't think we needed a, like, tattoo-getting montage or whatever. I mean, we definitely didn't because, you know, the way they showed it, it worked. Yeah. Because they were able to pass out, you know, here, wear these and you won't get possessed. And then they're like, oh, but you guys... are like, oh, we're good. We we got it good. Yeah. We're good. Um, uh, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Uh, no more possession plots, at least for a while. Yeah. Or at um, least not them getting possessed. Yeah, at least not them. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so that was fucking nice. God, this episode's so good. Anything we didn't like in the episode? No, I liked the whole episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh... I don't think Melvin needed to die, but I enjoyed oh, that show. exchange. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty funny. I mean, it wasn't funny. It was it was, it was tragic funny. and sad, but it was a goofy moment before yeah. everything got even more tragic and sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Hendrickson gets possessed and he goes down, and the uh, the sheriff is like letting Sam and Dean go. They were like, "We need to leave." Yeah. They basically are. Um, they're surrounded by. They're demons. surrounded. Siege is half. Like they're yeah. about to. Get fucked up. And so the the sheriff is like, "All right, I'm leaving, and I'm taking you guys with me." And then Hendrickson, who is possessed at this point, goes, uh, "No, the fuck you're not!" And, and shoots. Yeah, Melvin. boom, headshot. Yeah, headshot. Yeah. And then Sam and Dean, uh, Sam was able to wrestle away a um, a pistol, not a pistol, a rosary, oh, a rosary, a yeah. rosary from Nancy when he asks her for a towel. Um, because Dean had also gotten shot by another person that was possessed by a demon. Yeah. Um, and so they put the rosary in the toilet and dunk Hendrickson's head in the holy water toilet, which I thought was very apt. Which is an oh, yeah. odd way to make... <laughs> yeah. uh, Where's the money, Lebowski? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wrong movie. Sorry. Odd uh, way to make a jailhouse juice. Mm-hmm. But so... Um, toilet Merlot. Hendrickson comes out of his possession and he's like, oh my God. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> and Dean <laughs> immediately, like, we all said it, and then Dean said it right after we all said it. Yeah. He's like, but you didn't shoot the deputy. And, and Dean. Uh, the look on <laughs> Sam's face is Dean, a man is dead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, not the right time. Yeah, Dean is like so proud of himself, and Hendrickson and Sam are just like, what the fuck? And then Dean just goes, yeah. <laughs> We're, we're, hey, you're fine. Join your job. All yeah. right, do something you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Um. Uh. So, yeah, that was a really funny moment in this episode. Um. Oh, also, we have uh, Dean. Apparently, Sam knew about Lilith, and Dean didn't know. Yeah, when did that happen? 
I don't fucking remember. I think like the Sin City episode. Uh, he didn't get a name. The name was revealed this episode. Right. Yeah. Well, because Ruby did have a conversation with Sam about how there's a new leader, right? Yeah. But then also a demon in that episode no. had a conversation with Dean. Yeah. The, the episode with the witches. The lady starts talking oh. about another like demon and she really fucking hates Sam. Yeah, but but Dean was also there. So like, wouldn't he know about it? Like, That's true. Maybe it's another writer's strike moment. Maybe. I, I'm basically every inconsistency I've seen in this season, I'm just calling it a yeah. writer's strike. Moment. We're gonna be we're gonna be deep in season seven. <laughs> yeah. like, this was an effect of the writer's strike. Get ready for next season, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so this actually sets up the one of my least favorite conflicts in the entire show, which is Sam, why didn't you tell me about that? Yeah. When did we have time? Oh, you mean all those miles and miles we were driving? Yeah, all those driving yeah. montages oh you think you could have mentioned once or twice? I know we had cheap trick blaring, but I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have told me. I had to shout over ACDC, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Dean wakes up in the morning and starts the day with Back in Black? Oh, my no. God. Like he gets into the car and that's the first song he plays? No, he starts the day with Heat of the Moment. <laughs> I think Sam has banned that song. Yeah, probably. From like... For at least a while. Yeah, for yeah. maybe several years their mm-hmm. entire life. Yeah. <laughs> no, they always start off with Carry On My Wayward Son. Yeah, oh God. That's only at the season finale. Yeah. When, like, Every when... day, one at, once a year in May, they're always like, oh, I really... I, we haven't listened to Kansas in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then years later, they're like, fuck, May is a bad month for us. we got to stop playing that song. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to stop playing that song. Um, yeah. I don't have anything I dislike about this episode either. Like, there's little nitpicky things, but yeah. overall, yeah, just overall, a 10 it's a out of good. 10. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's paced well. Yeah, the it's it's shot like a horror movie. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. I will say, first time I saw it, did not like it. Really? Because, and I will say. I still don't really like this. I don't like shows where we see, or or, uh, movies or whatever, where we see characters really struggle and, like, work hard and fight, and then they all die in the end despite that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. Don't Don't watch the movie Hush. I won't. I watched it this morning. You might enjoy it, actually. But, uh, yeah, okay. you haven't watched Attack on Titan, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, well, Don't there watch you go. That, yeah. I've seen a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah. um, a good example of this is A Single Man, which is like a serious drama example. It's basically mm-hmm. about this uh, gay professor in the 60s who um, his partner has died, and he's been in a real fucking funk about it. Damn. And then at the end of the movie, he decides he's going to, like, work hard and get back out there and enjoy his life again, and then he dies of a heart attack. Wow. Yeah, it's a Damn. real fucking downer. Oh, so, uh, not a huge fan of those types of endings. But, mm. um, I get also, at the time I was watching it, I was watching it week to week. So, um, oh, okay. Like, that is like, oh, fuck, I gotta wait a week to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was part of it. But now I love this episode. It's one of my favorites of season three. Nice. It is a good one. Yeah. There's been a, a string of good episodes. There has been. So I'm ready for it to go back in the toilet eventually. It'll happen. We might have to wait until we like actually get to season four oh. before that happens. What season number or what episode number is uh, Ghost Phasers? 11 or 14? Uh, 13? It's not 11. It's, it's um, 13. 12. Wait. 
what episode are we on? This is this episode 12. 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I smelled <laughs> toast for a while there. All that French toast talk. Yeah, yeah. so episode 13. And, um... Got, what, three then more? straight into the fucking season finale. Nice. Like, I think... It's just a one-episode thing, right? Or is it a two-parter? No, the season finale is one episode. So we do have three episodes more, but after this, like... Every episode is going to deal with the demon deal in some way. Oh, Can okay. Dean get out of the demon deal? Like, interesting. Do you have any predictions for that? By the way, I honestly have no clue where it's going to go now. Really? Like, what, what do you think is going to? Like, what do you hope is going to happen? Yeah. What are your oh, hopes? God. And I mean, Dean is obviously going to get out of it somehow. Sure. <laughs> that, Probably. That, that doesn't instill much confidence. I should just put some like sound that I want to say. <laughs> just yeah. put the I'll put uh, like some crickets or the something. Kramer walking into a room sound yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, the Seinfeld sound. Yeah. I want to say. Well, see, th- this is the question I was going to ask earlier, or it leads into that. I want to say that Sam and Dean taking down. Uh, this is a fucking like video game ass ending. Uh, Sam and Dean taking down Lilith will somehow redeem Dean into being able to get out of his demon deal or something. But... (laughs) I love when I make these predictions and you guys are just absolutely silent. Uh, No comment. (laughs) I plead the fifth. Yeah. Oh, man. That is a video game ending, though. I know, right? Due to your good works and deeds, we have decided that you will not go to hell for eternity. Yeah, Yeah, no. Instead, we'll live a long and happy life. I'm just going to spoil the end of the season for you. No. Uh, Sam and Dane kill Lilith. Yeah. And then Michael comes down from heaven. (laughs) While the Zelda item sound Uh. like plays. (laughs) You're out of your demon deal, Sam and Dane. Indeed. Due to your good works and actions, you just made you with the hero of time. With the master sword and the iron boots for yes. some reason. You're going to choose the best weapon in the, the ones that you use in one dungeon. Yes. That, um... Here's Prince well, Sidon. He has two, two dicks. So that's not, yeah. very, that's not a very good ending, but that's what I hope happens. All right. Well... well We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in like three episodes. Um, you don't God. have much Four time. Yeah. Time is. Not time is on a my construct. Side. Yeah. We're going to talk about some freaks in their weeks. Yeah. Okay. The weak spots. So we're saving Lilith for later when she is vanquished. Or, or is at she? Least or dealt, around. dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Or is she? Or Maybe something. we'll wait until Sam and Dean actually meet her. Yeah. Or do they? All right. Well, so what, <laughs> are, what are we actually talking about? So yeah. we're talking about, uh, isn't this, this is an interesting title? Yeah. Just in Bello. Just in Bello. Just in Bello. Juice and Bello. Uh, so that is actually Latin for uh, just manner and mm. refers, refers to a three-prong um, code of conduct called just war theory. Really? Uh, which is used by the UN to basically try war crimes. Yeah. Ah. Uh, this theory is, well, this theory, uh, this like philosophy is really fucking old. In fact, uh, in very, very old Hindu epic, 
Mahabharata mm-hmm. is uh, that whole epic is basically just five brothers sitting around shooting the shit talking about is it possible that there is a war moral enough to justify all the suffering that war causes. Interesting. Uh, the just war theory was introduced to Christian philosophy with the philosopher time, uh, Thomas Aquinas mm-hmm. and Hippo and Augustine, St. Augustine, maybe? Somebody, I don't fucking know their names. Uh, just kidding. I'll look that up real quick. So I don't look like a fucking asshole. And thus, this is kind of the thing. Augustine of Hippo. There okay. we go. Augustine of Hippo and uh, Thomas Aquinas. Uh, they were around back in the Middle Ages, and that's kind of like what like what we have is like modern just world theory, just war theory. Uh, mm-hmm. But the 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 idea of like is there is it possible to have a just war and like what is a just war has been around since ancient Egypt. Right. Um. So there's three parts to this. Just ad bellum. Mm-hmm. Which means just reason. Okay. Just in bello, which is just manner, mm-hmm. and just post bello, which is how do you treat the losers? Okay. Um, there are different criteria that a war has to meet. So just ad bellum, you have to have a just cause to go to war, like self defense, or maybe it's Germany and they're really fucking up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, the right intention. So let's say your country gets attacked. Um, but also, they've got a whole bunch of jewels hanging around. You can't go to war with the intention to just get those. You gotta right. go because they attacked you. Uh, the proper authority has to declare war. Mm-hmm. Which means, you know, the president can't just be like, hey, we're gonna attack you now. Like, Congress also has to get behind it. Yeah. Um, it has to be the last resort when all other avenues have been exhausted. And... You kind of, and this isn't used by the UN, but you kind of have to be able to judge the probability of success. Like, how likely are you to win this war? Okay. Which, and the reason why it's not used by the UN is that under that, no small country would ever be able to go to war. True. Especially not with a bigger country. Mm -hmm. And then, um, proportionality. So, are the universal goods going to outweigh the universal evils? And not only are they going to outweigh the universal evils for your personal country, are they going to be good for everyone, including the country you're at war with? Hmm. So let's take Syria, for example, right? Which is complicated. And I'm not going to do it justice by describing what's happening in this comedy podcast. (laughs) But, uh, like, so Syria, you know, they are using chemical weapons on their own people. Chemical weapons are banned by the UN. Yeah. Um, uh, would it be just for the US to go in and just, like, sort all that shit out? I mean, that's a complicated question, but you could see, you could say, well, is, would it be proportionally better for the country, for Syria, if we did that, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of a justification there. Yeah, it's complicated. It's very complicated. Uh, just uh, really simplified it. Um, what if instead of taking something that complicated, let's let's flash it back to like World War Two. Okay, something that's already been resolved. Right. So, so like us going to war with Japan. Yes, or possibly or, even better example, Germany. Germany. Right. So Germany. Uh, they're killing their own a section of their own population. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be just? Is there a proportional reason for us to go in and like fix that shit up? Yes. Yes. 
Um, and then there are also, uh, so underdressed manner, these are the ways in which you conduct yourself during a war. You don't use certain weapons, like chemical and biological. Mm-hmm. Um, non-combatants, you minimize those casualties as much as possible. Obviously, like in war, civilians are going to be killed all the fucking time. Yeah. But uh, you don't do it intentionally, right? Um, don't use excessive force. <laughs> oh, sounds like we fucked that one up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of seeing how uh, Ruby is full of some hot shit. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the episode, she was like, the rules of war. You go in, you strike fast, you don't leave anybody alive. Yeah. That's not what yep. those are. Nope. I don't, think she, I don't think she meant those rules of war. To be fair, she was a demon before Thomas Aquinas got up and was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have the uh, Mahabharata, so uh, if you have prisoners of war, you have to feed them. You don't torture them. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, don't do anything that is evil in itself. So, like, no genocide, guys. Yeah. Don't dress up soldiers as, like, doctors and go into a war-torn area and then kill everybody. Right? Uh, Vietnam? Yeah. Not the country. <laughs> how the U.S. acted. Right, yeah. yeah. Um... And then uh, don't no reprisal. So if the country you're fighting against uh, just commits genocide against your people, don't just slaughter everybody in that country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just because you know they break a rule, don't stoop down to their level. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, Ruby didn't. Uh, Ruby was totally wrong about yeah. what the what the rules of war are. <laughs> just completely wrong about it. Well, I it. think she was talking about the rules of demon war, probably. Okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah. See? You know war. what? You're right. What's the just war theory in hell? Hmm. I think just war theory in hell is... Um, Injust war theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Injustice. What serves you? <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. They are not utilitarians. Hmm. Uh, they're more like utilitarians. Or cunt. hey They are cunts, but they're not Kantians. <laughs> hey! Uh, Good job, everybody. Good job. <laughs> Good job, Ayo. everybody. Um, yeah, so uh, this episode, have we really had to deal with, like, complex philosophical topics in Supernatural before? I don't think so. No, I think this was not. the first, like, big... So the first big, like, philosophically moral yeah. decision that yeah. the, Not at the this boys depth. had to make. Yeah. No. So this episode sets up essentially two philosophical theories. It pits them together. We've got mm. Kantism on one end. Kantianism. Kantianism. It's a philosophical uh, theory proposed by Immanuel Kant. And then you've got utilitarianism on the other hand, which was uh, reform, like, uh, refined by uh, Jeremy uh, Bantham and John Stuart uh, mill, but has been around in some form or another since ancient Greek, mm-hmm. yeah. with Epicurus as being a good example of that. Um, so, uh, we've talked about this earlier in the episode, but Kant basically says you have to stick to if an action is wrong, it is wrong no matter what the consequences are. Mm. You have to stick to the moral rule book, yeah. right? And so, the example of this is like it's wrong to lie. Right, it's wrong to but, steal bread under no, any but circumstance. But what if you've got Jews in the attic and there are Nazis on your door? Right, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Dean doesn't necessarily follow like a universal moral rule book, but he does have a code of conduct. 
Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times his code of conduct really just seems to be don't stoop down to their level. Mm -hmm. It's us versus them, Mm -hmm. and we're going to stay as us as we can. We're not going to, like, be assholes, essentially. Don't be a dick. That's Dean. Um, Shelterianism basically says uh, good consequences lead to good actions. It's kind of in ends justify the means, except I think what saves utilitarianism is that uh, essentially it says that happiness is the final end, that's the end game. Yeah. Right? Uh, So everything we do it's to bring about happiness for ourselves um, and for society as a whole, which can sometimes mean you take the the bullet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, so consequences equal good actions. Good consequences equal good actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are kind of the the two. And again, I've just done like a baby's philosophy one hundred and one, <laughs> right? Yeah. But the, and, and and utilitarianism does have its contractors. Uh, and obviously, there are issues with just doing the most good for the most amount of people. It can mean that people get left behind, like we see in the trolley problem, right? Because right? mm. um, one person still dies. Mm-hmm. So I guess the really correct moral answer is to drive the trolley off of the tracks. Dual tracked yep. drifting. Yeah, yeah multi- <laughs> multi-track, multi-track drifting. drifting. We already have an episode called that. Uh, <laughs> oh, we do. Callbacks. Uh, multi-track so, callbacks. Yeah. So yeah. What do you? I want to know what our listeners think. Yeah, please I, let us should know. Should they have yeah. killed Nancy? Should they have, again, they won the moral victory, but lost the battle. Mm -hmm. So was that just in the end? I say no, because they didn't set out what they planned on doing. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Like. Do you push the fat guy off the bridge? But see, it's not do you push the fat guy off the bridge. Because Nancy, in this case, is the fat guy. Yeah. But she's jumping off the bridge. Yeah. It would, it really, again, to me. Nancy herself is at the lever and she is the one willing to jump off. Yeah. yeah. But or everyone else is saying that she shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Or she's going to jump off the bridge and hit the switch on the yeah. way down. It's yeah. kind of like this experiment's happening and she's at the switch and there's a bunch of onlookers. Yeah. And the onlookers take her away from the switch. <laughs> Those yeah. goddamn rubberneckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not willing to do with it had to do yeah but yeah that's the difference to me is like because i would not push the fat man off the bridge but if i knew i could stop the train well i don't know if i would it's hard to say whether or not you'd sacrifice yourself for the greater good in that moment but the morally correct answer i think is to Mm. well and that's even get that gets complicated as well is that morally correct who knows life doesn't have any meaning i don't know but also i think one person is not no matter how big or small they are, is not enough to stop the one trolley. Well, Fucking in, A! In this hypothetical, it is. All right? Yeah, you guys are the fucking worst. I hate so much. Do you know how many times I've had this discussion and people are like, and I'm like, so what do you do? And they're like, well, how do you know you could stop? What if the brakes jam? And I'm like, bah, 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 bah. 
We're going to take the hypothetical yeah. as is. All right, let's assume that it would work if you could do it. Like, let's do that. See, okay. we... But um, what if you get their attention by jumping up and down real quick and they move out of the way? Well, they're not going to do that. They're not, you're not going to get their attention. Huntsville's a well, town of engineers. Well, we solve if, problems what if, uh, differently. What if the trolley sprouts wings and flies away at the last minute? Well, that's, that's not going to happen. That's an extra hypothetical. What the fuck? Okay, but what if, like, the one guy is actually uh, Mother Teresa and the five other people are literal Satans? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. How do you know that? Well, they have little horns. How do you know they just weren't born with the horns? Hmm? I'll the say, weird genetic defect. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mother Teresa, not that great. So <laughs> let's. <laughs> All right. So on one end of the track, I have Hitler, Stalin. <laughs> you got five murderers on five one side, a pedophile on the other, and Mother Teresa on the other. And I go for Mother Teresa because <laughs> <laughs> at least she wasn't a sanctimonious bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. those five murderers are going to go on death row anyway. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, talking the way out of the hypothetical. Yeah. Which hey. I fucking hate so much. I hate that so, so much. I love you too, Ari. Right. <laughs> but yeah. We, we've had fun here. Yeah, we, we have. have had fun. But if you want to weigh in on our conversation about this, hit yeah. us up on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Email us at heyassbuttpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, at Habcast on all of our social media accounts. Hit Let us know what you think about it. And if you want a three-hour lecture uh, of Arian just muse- musing about the philosophical questions of our universe check out our patreon page yeah just kidding that is not on our patreon <laughs> that should be it <laughs> should be. Yeah. Will it be no it will not be because i will not be around to record that no you will not <laughs> also i don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> um but you can check out our patreon page for other goodies such as a whole new show we do every month called let jag ass where we watch things that the supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural yeah and uh, other good bonus clips and fun times to be had yeah. at patreon.com slash habcast. Clips too raunchy for the main release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, Ben takes off his clothes, but it doesn't matter because it's an audience. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear my dick flapping against my balls. Yeah. Ben's naked right now. Yep. <laughs> it's hot in here, guys. We're wearing the podcast here. Yeah. yeah. Birthday suits. <laughs> Nothing but socks. <laughs> Um, Travis, I think there's only one question left. Yeah, what's that? What the, the fuck happens next week? It's called Ghost Spacer. Ah! What happens? So Sam and Dean go to a bridge and they're like, hey, Goatman, I'm on your bridge. <laughs> fuck you, Goatman. What are you going to do about it, Goatman? Come fucking get me, Goatman. Let's do it. Fuck you, Goatman. It's like, my name is Baphomet. <laughs> <laughs> this is really mean. I don't go to your house and make fun of your stupid forehead, Sam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or your dick-sucking lips, Dean. I think this is another episode I already know a little bit about because we've seen the Ghost Facers Hell before. yeah, we have. So I think this episode is going to be an episode of Ghost Facers, right? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. I don't know. But uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. And we'll find out next week. Strap the fucking suit. On Hey! Yes, buds!
we could do that on our porch. Yeah. And have it lit up for a Halloween party and stuff. We need to get rid of that couch. (laughs) Hey, Ben, you want to help me with something? No. (laughs) What if we paid you in hugs and kisses? If by hugs and kisses you mean drinks and drugs. I'm okay with that. Okay. 